Today, you'll hear an episode that was originally released exclusively to our Patreon subscribers during Season 2 of Council for Life. Any promotions or giveaways mentioned in the episode were reserved for our subscribers at the time of the original release. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a subscriber, keep listening at the end of this episode for information about how to join us. This is Council for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life, with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. Welcome back to Council for Life. I'm Beth. And I'm Eliza. So in episode one of season two, we highlighted this idea of why is it important to revisit the past? And we talked about it a little bit, but it was more of a summary. Mm -hmm. So today, uh, for you guys, we're going to go into some more detail about how we unpack that, how we think about it personally and professionally, and just even like, is this in the Bible? Is it important scripturally for us to think about these things? So um, so let me just remind our listeners, if you didn't listen to episode one, you should go back and listen to it. But if you haven't, yes. um, here are kind of a couple of points that we made in the reasons why it's important to re- revisit the past. And the first is just that our beliefs are formed throughout our lifetimes. And some of those beliefs don't align with the gospel, right? And mm-hmm. so in in the ways that the, that our beliefs are formed in, in di- uh, I don't know if dysfunctional is the right word, but just in a way that, yeah. that doesn't is not working well as we continue in our sanctification with the Lord, those things need to be uprooted. And Mm -hmm. often it's difficult to uproot those things if we haven't traced them, like if we don't know where they've come from and things like that. So that was the first point. Um, And let me just let me just give a summary of all those and then we'll go back and revisit each one. So the second point was just that often we need to grieve our losses Mm -hmm. and the painful things that have happened in our lives. And um, we actually always need to grieve those losses. But if we haven't, if we didn't do that for some reason, then it's important for us to go back and and uh, the Lord does a beautiful healing process in us as we lament, Mm -hmm. as we grieve the things that have been painful. And uh, when we do that, we're actually connecting more with the heart of God yeah. and um, and coming closer to Him and and even to each other as we are vulnerable and honest as we as we share yeah. with people about things we've experienced. So, so and that's, that's really kind thing. of the, yeah, and that kind of leads into that third point, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, which that? is yeah, yeah, you share about that third point as well. Well, and just recognizing that that going back aligns with God's heart. We see it in the Bible, right? We see it. Um, throughout the Bible, God's saying, remember, and he's not just telling you to remember the good things. <laughs> he actually right. has us remember the sufferings, the trials, the difficulties as well. And so we're going to get into that as well. Yeah. So so let's go back and let's start talking for a little bit about beliefs. And, you know, Eliza, I would love to just kick it over to you as we think sure. about um, how beliefs get formed and yeah, the importance of that. What comes to mind? Well, I mentioned in the little snippet in in season one or season episode one of season two, just how we learn things. We are constantly learning and we learn sometimes directly by being taught this is what we do and this is what we don't do. But more often we learn by observing, by experiencing. And um, I think sometimes we don't even know what we've learned. And so one of the things that I mentioned was just the value in in noticing what we've learned and deciding, is this something that is healthy and um, 
and whole, if you will, for, for who I am, how God has created me? Or is this something that I actually have to unlearn? And that word unlearn really speaks to a process. And that's what we want to do in this bonus episode is actually get really practical of like, what does it even look like to revisit the past in a way that helps us to unlearn certain things? And there's various tools that you can use in the counseling process, or whether you're a counselor or a counselee, you can take away these tools and say, okay, maybe I need to spend some time and actually explore my past and look at, is this something that I've learned that is helpful or is it hurtful the way that I've learned it or, or beneficial maybe, or, or not beneficial. And uh, I know you talked about timelines in uh, you mentioned it briefly. That is something that I do. I will do a timeline with people. And the way that I do it is I just put a line down the middle of a regular sheet of paper. It's nothing fancy. You don't need to buy a worksheet or anything like that. Just put a line down the middle of the worksheet. And depending on how old they are, I'll ask a person, okay, uh, how old are you? Let's just say they're, they're 30. So I'll divide it into, because they're 30, I'll divide it into like uh, five-year increments. So zero to five, five to 10, and so forth, up to 30. If they are younger, if they're a teenager, I'll maybe even divide it into maybe two-year increments, you know, de- depending on, you know, because you want to give sections of their life. Um, but you can use your discretion on that, but divide it up and uh, to whatever age you are. So at that first few years, aren't, there's not going to be a whole lot that you're going to put in there. But what I do is I say positive things on top and negative experiences on the bottom and just begin to look at your life. What did you experience positive and negative? And, and it's been really helpful for people just to even see it visually mapped out. And I'll ask them, like, just looking at it on paper, what do you notice? And sometimes they'll be like, wow, I actually have a lot more positive than I thought. Or maybe it's the other way around, you know? Um, oh, I, I I didn't realize that I connected the the losing my pet dog that I love so much, the death of my, my pet dog as actually a positive experience because it was there that I, I really felt the comfort of my mother or something like that. Or, you know, these things kind of come out when you actually take the time to map it out. So revisiting the past practically can look like that. I don't know if you have more to add. I know you use that as well. Yeah. And I, um, I will tell people that when they're doing this sort of life map, yeah. And they can they can expand or contract it as much as they want. I try to give mm-hmm. a lot of freedom. So like mm-hmm. if you're listening and you've never done kind of a life map kind of thing in this way a timeline, it's helpful to just just um allow yourself to be creative with it yeah. because I think what happens and that's very very interesting is that the the Lord is really faithful to bring things to the surface. Almost every time I do this with somebody, they'll say, "I don't know why I thought about this one thing. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's so little, but I thought about it." And so I say, "Well, then it must be important." Mm-hmm. So put it on there because mm-hmm. it matters. Somehow it matters. If it came if it bubbled to the surface for you and you thought about it, put it on there. Um, and it's funny because, you know, people will say, oh, I, you know, I, I wrote this on here. I don't know why it seems so silly and small. But then as we look at the whole, yeah. we can see that it does matter and that it fits in. So I would love to just for a moment, I know we don't have a lot of time to do this, but with a, maybe a specific belief that's mm-hmm. that's unhealthy or, um, you know, or, or a belief that is not beneficial for us how this could be utilized as we look at maybe mapping out and that sort of thing. So, so for example, I mean, you know, you mentioned in, in episode one, the, the idea of conflict mm-hmm. and how do we handle conflict? So that's a very common one that I'd love to just unpack a little bit. So, um, you know, if you, if you hold a belief that conflict is always bad, mm-hmm. that conflict should, should be avoided at all costs, you learned that 
yep. right? Like um, there's that was something that was rooted in you, a belief that was rooted in you that is unhelpful, whether you right. think it is or not. <laughs> All conflict being bad is not a helpful belief to, to follow you throughout life, right? You mm -hmm. need to be able to have healthy conflict that actually is regenerative and reconciliatory. That's not a yeah. word, uh, but like it reconciles. We'll make it a word. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so you need that. So then what, you, what I might do with somebody is to say, okay, if that's a belief that you're struggling with, let's map it. Let's go back. Let's, let's float back as far as you can remember. Tell me about or write down a time in your early life when this belief rang true for you. Like you mm -hmm. maybe first started noticing this is an important value in my family, probably like yeah. as a child. So it was either something like maybe I watched my parents, like as soon as things got heated, they just shut down. And, or if I felt a lot of anger or emotion, sadness or whatever, and my parents would say, go to your room, like, or, you know, don't do that in front of me. Like, we're, or, or if I was frustrated about something, too bad, you don't get to talk about that. So those are things that might have started rooting at a very early age, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's, that's an important aspect of how we think about uh, moving forward. So as if you're a small child and you're learning that, then it's going to follow you. You're going to continue yep. to have that show itself throughout life. And maybe you noticed it. Okay. You're in third grade. Oh, I remember in third grade. And um, I was having this, uh, you know, my, my friend and I disagreed about this particular thing and she started telling me what she thought about it. And I just got so scared. I just withdrew. I didn't want to talk about it anymore. And we actually stopped being friends. Yeah. How? Okay. So, so these are things that are formed in you, and even just talking about them, yep, helps to 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 sort of loosen the soil, so to speak, around that root, and being able to pull it forward. Um, so that's that's something that then, as I'm meeting with somebody and we look back at the history of it, first of all, I can validate and say, man, it makes sense that you carry this belief. And totally make the connections, sense. right? Mm -hmm. Like you're making, I, I'm just listening to you and going like, how many times have, have it, when I've done that, I've been like, oh, not <laughs> only does it make sense, but like, oh, there it is. There's the connection point. I thought it was just when I got married that I struggled right. with conflict or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. And so then even what happens is, so the healing doesn't come with the aha moment necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's a part of it. So being able to go, oh, I get it then you're you're actually building a new system, mm -hmm. so to speak. I say to my clients, it's like a new highway that I'm building in my, a road in my mind Good. of, okay, yeah. this is what I've done before. I don't want to live that way anymore, but at least understanding how I got here is a helpful way to look forward. Mm -hmm. So there's validation, there's connection, connecting the, the things together. But then also there's, you know, a realization of, of how unhelpful it has been, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to, do that anymore. I don't want to be that way anymore. So then how do I take some healthy risks towards healthy conflict? And yeah. maybe those are small steps. And with my clients, I get to kind of explore with them. What are some ideas of how you can explore the idea of conflict in a way that's healthier? What are some, um, you know, biblical references or resources that we can share to start thinking about what is healthy conflict? So that's just an idea of, of okay. a particular belief that might be important to explore. I appreciate you getting that practical because I think sometimes we hear these things, okay, I made a timeline, but now what do I do? But like you actually hone in on where is a belief happening and a, definitely a counselor can help you do that um, more and more, you know? So yeah, great. Yeah. And then, so the second thing is just that painful events need to be grieved. Yeah. 
And we often don't do that. We talked in, in episode one about how sometimes we just, something hard happens and we just put our heads down, down and we just keep going, right? Yeah. We just try to get back to work or distract ourselves or escape. And uh, we, I understand why that happens, but with a lot of my clients, you know, they're, they have not grieved things that are very old wounds. And those wounds do not necessarily, it's, it, I don't believe the phrase that says time heals all wounds. <laughs> I just don't mm -hmm. believe it, right? Like no. it's, it's not just about time. Right. There's a lot of other aspects involved that are needed. And one of those things is lament. Yes. And just, I, I like how you said in, in episode one that, that we honor uh, our, our own stories. We honor right. what the Lord is doing and we honor others as we, as we share, here's, here's what this was like for me. Here's what I experienced, not just here's what happened. So I think mm -hmm. that's, those are two different things, right? Sometimes we want to make it more like a news story than a narrative, right. but we, we need to be able to say, this is what was painful. This is what I was experiencing. This is what I sensed in my body. And you know, all of that yes. is helpful. Right. Just really telling the story through all of the ways you experienced it and giving the space that it's, that it really deserves. And I think we want this bonus episode to be very practical. That's why we're kind of diving into. So what does that look like? And so I think for this particular point, I think people don't really know even what that looks like, even though lamenting is a biblical thing. We have a book of the Bible called Lamentations, which is actually a picture of what it looks like to lament well. It's it's sharing that grief, it's sharing that, that struggle, that suffering, and saying what it is to God and letting that kind of reorient our hearts. But because we really want this to be practical and we can't, we, we could spend a whole episode just talking about what lament looks like. Uh, we want to give you a couple resources on this for, for this particular point. So as you think about about painful events that need to be grieved and lamenting being the biblical way to do that. Um, there's a book called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, and I, neither one of us know how to pronounce the author's last name. So I'm just going to spell it. His first name is Mark and it's V-R-O-E-G-O-P. So maybe it's Rogop. I'm not sure. Um, but that is a book that basically the subtitle to it is Discovering the Grace of Lament. And this book really is, the, the purpose is really to seek to restore the, uh, the, the, the understanding and really maybe even the, the process and art of lament in order to really wrestle with some of the questions and the grief uh, that you have with God. You wrestle with God in it. And so that's a resource that I know many people have found helpful if lament is new to you, if that's something that you, you hear that word and you're not exactly sure what does that even mean. So that's one resource. Mm, yeah. um, you have another resource, Beth, that you think yes. would be I, I would recommend, so so definitely Bob Kellerman has done some really, really beautiful work around yeah. this topic. He's got a couple of different resources related to grief and lament, but specifically I want to highlight a book called Grief, Walking with Jesus. And it's actually mm -hmm. a part of a series published by PNR Publishing, and it's called the 31 Day Devotionals for Life. So one thing mm -hmm. I like about this particular book and even the whole series is so helpful that it's broken into really small chapters yes. that are meant to be read each day. And mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I, I don't often, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. And so sometimes <laughs> I get frustrated like, oh, I, I missed a day. But what's great about these is that you don't have to do it in 31 days. No. But just being able to read a short chapter each day, giving you a chance to process 
um, what's written there, and then you move to the next thing. And so it's called Grief, Walking with Jesus. Again, it's part of a, the 31-day Devotionals for Life series um, by PNR Publishing, and it's written by Bob Kellerman. And so he is, we love Bob, and we are so grateful for his ministry. And this is one of many things that you could read from him that are very, very helpful. But yeah, I think this will give in, in, in little snippets, because because here's something else I want to say about lament, grief, uprooting beliefs. People get scared. It's yeah. It can feel scary yeah. to to revisit things from the past. And, um, you know, I, I, I had a client one time say, this feels like jumping off a cliff. Yeah. Like it feels, it could feels like that sort of step of faith God is asking me to take is off the side of a cliff. And I just want to validate that. Yes, it can feel that way. But here's the beauty yeah. of, especially of walking with another person who's skilled in, in coming alongside you in this way is that it's not jumping off a cliff. It's one step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time. So even a book like this, um, like either of these books that we've mentioned, reading one chapter and journaling and talking with a friend, giving it a week, letting it sit, and then read another chapter. So we're not asking you to sort of. Um, I had another client one time say, "This feels like there's a you know monster in my closet, and as soon as I open the door, it's going to devour me." Yeah, and that's scary. Of course, it's scary, but that's actually not what's happening. And our Lord is so faithful to walk us through this process in a way that is uh, not meant to be overwhelming. Yeah. It's not meant to be it's not not meant to flood over us in a way that's overwhelming. And especially if you're nervous about that, I would encourage you to do do this work with someone else. Yeah. Don't don't do it alone because right. uh, and and I recommend not doing it alone anyway because grief is meant to be in part communal. Right. Um, in nature. So. And we, like I said, we wanted this to be super practical. And so we want to give this book away to one of our paid subscribers. And so if you have subscribed, you are entered into the drawing. How about that? So that awesome. is a bonus for you. So we will randomly draw one name from our subscribers and send out this 31 day devotional book to one of you. So you can uh, look forward to seeing that on our social media posts. We'll, we'll announce um, that we are giving that giveaway to one of the subscribers subscribers, but and, you're entered. Yeah, yeah. And Eliza, I mean, it's because this is our first episode, I would imagine our list of subscribers is not very big right now. So you have a pretty good chance, yeah. listeners, to Woo-hoo. get this free book. That's pretty We awesome. just want to bless you with this. And we really, like I said, we want this to be practical for you. So bonus inside the bonus. There we go. That's awesome. So. And then the last thing that we wanted to share is that um, being able to revisit our past, pay attention to our past is a godly concept. It is a, a biblical concept. It it um yes. It comes from the heart of God. God calls us to remember, and I think you said this, Eliza, not just the good, yeah. but also the hard and the difficult. And um, one thing I just want to mention of just an example of this is over and over in the Old Testament, God asks and even commands the Israelites to remember their slavery yeah. in mm-hmm. Egypt. Mm-hmm. So he wants them to actually remember what it was like to be a slave. Why would he do that? Why would he want them to to revisit that and pay attention to that and keep that as a, you know, almost like a, a keep that memory strong? Why would yeah. he want that for them? So Eliza, I want you to just not to put you on the spot, but like, why why do you think the Lord would want them to do that? Well, I just, I see this as God is um, aligning our hearts with his in that he is constantly pointing us to redemption. We are called to remember not to wallow in the ew and the yuck of it all. That's not the point. The point is, is that God is making all things new. Mm. And that's where we're going. Every single one of us, 
if you are listening to this podcast and you are a believer in Jesus, you are moving towards this. And so um, it aligns with the heart of God to look back and remember so that we can look forward. And uh, I think that's, that's a beautiful thing that we do in our churches as we take the Lord's Supper. We're remembering something that was a very dark day, but it's pointing us to something very beautiful mm. that that there is light at the end of this dark tunnel yeah. and it, that is a sure sure light. That's awesome. And I also just wanted to mention that, you know, part of the reason that we look at the hard, and, and this goes with what you were saying, but it 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 highlights the difficult, the sinful, the the yeah. the suffering, all of that highlights the beauty and the goodness of God. So when God said, remember your slavery, he wants to juxtapose that yes. with his, you know, what it what it what do you have now that you did not have then? Right. How how have I so so redemption obviously, but even just uh, remembering that man, the Lord, the Lord has moved us to the place where we are now, and He's provided. So just just the yeah. beauty of that, and I get to see that over and over with people that I walk with. Yeah. There's a reflection of that in in just being able to to notice sometimes for the first time. Wow, God really has done amazing things and brought me far. And this is this is again, like I said, this is what we are moving toward in all of life. And I just want to end by encouraging you all in that, by reading to you what we are looking forward to. And has even as I read this passage of scripture, we can hear the sounds of looking back as we hear certain things that were hard and difficult, but we're looking forward to what is going to be. And so this is just a passage of scripture that encourages me as I think about the enduring of the hard things in the past. Um, this is Revelation 21. It says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem coming out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. And he will wipe away every tear. Here's the pain of looking back. He will wipe away every tear from their eye and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying or pain anymore for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And I think that's such a good picture of one day when we look back, we will only see redemption fully, fully visualized in what we are experiencing. And that is sure. I love those words. These words are true. Write them down. So that should give us great hope as we think about why do we look at the past. Why do we revisit the past? Because we have a great hope of the future and all of these things will be made new one day. Hmm. Amen. That'll preach, Eliza. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to Counsel for Life. Want to become a friend of the podcast? Join our Patreon. Friends of the podcast receive bonus episodes each month that take a deeper dive into topics discussed and provide additional practical and personal insight from the hosts. 
Friends of the podcast will also be entered into monthly drawings for free resources from our sponsors. For more information, visit www.counselforlifepodcast.com. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.